0: The home of David Hogg has been swatted. David Hogg is a Parkland shooting survivor and gun law activist. This is a breaking story, so at the time of shooting, I have only limited information about what happened, and by the time you're watching this, things may have changed. But what we know so far is that the SWAT team in the area went to his home Because someone called and said that a man with an AR 15 broke in and was holding the family hostage. So, today, I'm gonna give you the breaking story, go through all the details, and then give you some context on other updates about swatting and a story from a few months ago where an innocent man was killed in a swatting incident. Before we get started, head over to youtube.com slash timcastnews for my live streams. This is my backup channel that I'll be using in the future. There will be a little button here you can click that will allow you to subscribe. And if you want to support my work, head over to patreon.com forward slash timcast Click become a patron and give whatever you feel comfortable to help support my work. At 9.48 a.m. today, Eric Yetzi, a local journalist, said hoax SWAT call to the home of Stoneman Douglas survivor and gun law activist David Hogg. Jay Weinzier reports BSO called saying someone had taken people hostage. This was a swatting call and is not true. There is a major law enforcement presence at the Parkland home. For those that are not familiar, swatting is the practice of using a fake phone number to call a local police department and claim a crime is being committed that requires a SWAT team. The people in the home are usually caught unexpected by a large police presence storming in with guns drawn and, in some instances, people have died. From Heavy.com, family of Stoneman Douglas student David Hogg swatted due to a prank call. The family of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School student David Hogg was swatted Tuesday morning, causing police to respond to their Parkland home, according to Local 10. The call was reportedly a prank, but claimed Hogg was in a hostage situation, sending Coral Springs Fire Rescue to his home. Hogg was not at home at the time of the incident and is currently in Washington, D.C., with his mother to accept the RFK Human Rights Award, according to Local 10. Sky 10 was over the home and units were staged outside as a precaution, Local 10 reports. A call came into the Broward Sheriff's office claiming a hostage situation at the home in Parkland, Florida. According to BSO, deputies received a call at around 8 30 a.m. saying someone broke into Hogg's home with an AR-15 rifle and was holding the family hostage. A screen grab of helicopter footage shows a few officers looks like they're making a tactical approach to enter the home of David Hogg. We do have some shots from Local 10 of the police presence above David Hogg's home. And what looks like screenshots from aerial footage. However, there was a video earlier... But upon updating the story, it would appear that some of these outlets have removed the video. Whether or not you like or hate David Hogg, swatting is a serious crime and has resulted in innocent people being killed. This, in my opinion, should be considered attempted murder because it has resulted in death in the past. And we know that when you trick a bunch of armed SWAT police officers to bring rifles into someone's home in a heated situation... It could lead to someone's death. These news outlets are showing the Hog family's home. Admittedly, it is very easy to get their address. It's all publicly available information, and many people have shared the address of the Hogs in the past, but now there is a photo circulating. Normally, I prefer not to show photos of a public figure's house like this However, local news and larger outlets have been picking this up and sharing this photo far and wide, so it kind of felt pointless to try and protect the image at this point. I think it is a bit irresponsible of the press to have a helicopter fly over their home and show everybody what it looks like, especially considering people are already targeting their house, and this may lead to things getting worse. So to kind of wrap that up, it seems like the incident is over, everyone's okay. David Hogg was not at his house. He is in Washington, D.C. with his mother, according to the story. But there are a few updates on swatting, and I want to give people a general understanding of some of the issues around swatting so you can better understand it. Now, several months ago, I covered a story where an innocent man was killed. After two gamers got into a dispute, one of them swatted the other, but had the wrong address. The home they went to had a man step out of his house with his hands up, and he was shot and killed. From Cincinnati.com, unarmed man killed by police after swatting prank in Kansas. An innocent man was shot and killed by police Thursday after a swatting prank led authorities to a home in Kansas, officials say. A feud between two Call of Duty game players sparked the hoax call. However, the address given to police led them to the doorstep of 28-year-old Andrew Finch, who was not part of the online gaming community, police say. Due to the actions of a prankster, we have an innocent victim, Wichita Police Deputy Chief Troy Livingston said during a press conference Friday. Officers responded to a report of a gunman holding his mother, brother, and sister hostage after shooting his father in the head Thursday night, Livingston said. That was the information we were working off of. But there is an update from just a couple weeks ago. College Hill man charged in fatal swatting case. A college Hill man is among three gamers charged in a fatal swatting case that resulted in the death of a Kansas man. Casey Viner is charged with wire fraud, conspiracy, and obstruction of justice, according to a U.S. district court indictment unsealed Wednesday. Casey Viner and Shane Gaskell had an argument while playing Call of Duty World War II, responding to threats of being swatted, Gaskill provided a Wichita address to Viner saying he didn't believe anything would happen. Prosecutor said that address was false. Gaskill did reside in Kansas, but not at that address. According to online records, Viner lives in College Hill. Viner also sent messages to other people about the news according to the indictment. I was involved in someone's death, he wrote. I got pissed off at him and he got pissed off at me. He gave me his address and said, pull up. And I said, I won't be the one pulling up. You are getting swatted. It doesn't matter. The investigation will literally unveil everything, he said in another message. I literally said you're going to be swatted. Now, the reason I'm talking about this story is for one, we have the update, but also it shows you what the result of a successful SWAT is. You have to imagine that when you're sending armed police to someone's house, that you are putting their life in danger. And if you commit a crime and someone dies as a result of that, you are responsible for that person's death. What's really interesting about this story is is that all three people, the two men in the dispute and the third party who actually made the call, are all being charged in this. So, when I hear that David Hogg has been swatted, I can only say that, to a certain degree, someone was trying to get him killed, because we know about this story. We know what happened in December. Andrew Finch was killed. Most people who know how swatting works and know how to swat someone understand that people have died as a result of it. And not only that, but this update about the charges against these three men came May 23rd, so this swatting incident at David Hogg's home is coming shortly after we heard that people are being charged for murder in swatting. I have to assume that whoever did this to the Hogg family knew the possibility of death was on the table. Now, many of you watching probably don't understand how something like this could happen, so allow me to take this time to break down in its simplest form how swatting works. There are applications that will allow you to fake your caller ID number to make it literally anything. You can have fun pranks like spoofing your number to be your dad's phone number and then calling a sibling so they think their dad's calling them. And it is entirely legal to spoof your phone number so long as you aren't attempting to defraud someone. According to the FCC, they say, is spoofing illegal? Under the truth in Caller ID Act, FCC rules prohibit any person or entity from transmitting misleading or inaccurate caller ID information with the intent to defraud, cause harm, or wrongly obtain anything of value. If no harm is intended or caused, spoofing is not illegal. Anyone who is illegally spoofing can face penalties of up to $10,000 for each violation. In some cases, spoofing can be permitted by courts for people who have legitimate reasons to hide their information, such as law enforcement agencies working on cases, victims of domestic abuse, or doctors who wish to discuss private medical matters. There are services by major phone providers where you can have a virtual phone number attached to your phone so that at any time you can shut it off And if you're making sales, if you're meeting with strangers, or if you just don't want to give out your actual main phone line, you can use the second number, or in the instance of a spoofing app, you can just call people with a dummy number or fake number so that you protect your privacy. Unfortunately, many people use this to SWAT people to steal information and commit crimes, and that's when it becomes illegal. Swatting has been going on for a really long time, and let me just say we have a serious problem in our societies. Because it's not just kids pranking each other. It looks like the swatting against David Hogg was political. People don't like him, so they decide to swat him. And I have to assume they know this can result in people dying. But we also have heard stories about foreign citizens, people in other countries, swatting Americans, using our own system against us because they don't like something that someone in this country is doing, namely journalists. Journalists. There have been instances where Russians have made phone calls against American journalists so that police will threaten them. Hopefully, these high-profile incidents will just force police departments to be a bit more cautious when dealing with these kinds of situations. And maybe, even outside of swatting, this can result in less unnecessary death. In the instance of Andrew Finch, the police had absolutely no reason to shoot him. And the officers weren't charged because, look, if you ask me... You can blame the officer for incompetence, but when they're told they're coming to a hostage situation and a man steps out onto his porch, I really don't blame the officer for panicking. I think we should take into consideration that this officer might not be the best fit for this job, and it's terrifying that lethal force can be applied so quickly and easily and an innocent man can die. But in this situation, it is those that made the prank call that forced the police into this situation, and I just hope that in any instance moving forward, police are going to be a bit more cautious and tame. But let me know what you think in the comments below. As I mentioned earlier, there may be updates to the story that I didn't get to simply because of the time of recording, this is the information I had access to. How do you feel about swatting? Do you think it should be treated as attempted murder? Or do you think that how these men were arrested in the Finch story are appropriate. That's, it's wire fraud, conspiracy, attempt to commit harm, and things like that. Let me know what you think in the comments below, and we'll keep the conversation going. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. Again, thank you all so much for watching, and I will see you all tomorrow.